it's another playoff check-in episode. The OHL is doing things. The QMJHL is doing things. Unfortunately, Gavrikov and Kopisalo's playoffs are over. We're going to talk about all of that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you the news, stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube. Hit like, hit subscribe, comment. Uh, If you hit the little bell button down below, You'll get notified when new episodes go live. Every day is. You all know this, I'm sure. I appreciate you. First time listeners, welcome on in. Hopefully you become an everydayer. Let's get into today's episode. Lots of playoff action. Uh, You'd love to see the Panthers win in seven. You'd love to see the Kraken win in game seven. There's the reigning champions and the best regular season team in history knocked out uh, with Ex-Blue Jackets, performing well on both sides. Oliver Bjorkstrand had both goals in the 2-1 Seattle Kraken win over the Avalanche. And Sergei Bobrovsky backstopped the Panthers to uh, victory over the Bruins, much in the same way that he did over the previous best regular season team in in history, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2018-19 season. So... Sergei Poprovsky hates President's Trophy winners, apparently. Um, he's now 7-1 and one in those two series, which is very funny considering his uh, playoff stats in general. Um, in fact, I'm going to pull it up because I feel like he has like 10 playoff wins total. Um, that may be unfair to him, but I feel like he had like, between 10 and 12. Uh, oh, okay. So he's played 50 playoff games. He is 20 and 30 in those games. Seven of those 20 wins have come against the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2019 and the um, Boston Bruins this year. That's very funny to me. Um, he had a 9-17 in the winning, um, the winning game last night. But this is not an episode about Sergei Bobrovsky. It's not an episode about Oliver Bjorkstrand, although we love to see both of those things. Uh, I thought we would start with some NHL playoff talk. Uh, The LA Kings knocked out by the Edmonton Oilers in six games. That means that Jonas Kopisalo's playoffs are done, and so are um, Brazov Gavrikov. We'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, I did do the maths on the standings, so it really depends on what Florida and Seattle do in the next round because uh, the draft picks are reverse standing order after the first two rounds. So at the minute, LA is picking between 21 and 23. Or, well, the the LA pick is going to be between 21st and 23rd. Um... So it's good to have that uh, that clarification. I uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I wanted LA to go far because I wanted good things for Gabrikov and Corpusalo, but I'm not mad about 
the pick being there instead of, I don't know, like 32nd, you know? So between 21 and 23, which is great, we'll be able to really narrow in on some players who could be available in that right in that uh bench, not benchmark, in that bracket. That's the word I'm looking for. It's very early here on a Monday. Um I did title this episode April 31st before I realized. So um between 21 and 23 for the second pick of Blue Jackets. Let's uh go ahead and talk about Jonas Corposalo, who um honestly after a very strong opening gambit against the um, the Oilers, and I feel like we talked about this after like after the first three games, um, he had a nine two five, a nine seventeen, and a nine fifty. And the Kings were two one in those games. They won those games two to one. In the last three games, uh, an eight eighty one, a seven eighty nine, and an eight oh eight. So, really a tale of two goalies. Like, that's Bobrovsky-like in its go big or go home. Um, He allowed eight goals total through the first three games of the series, and then 14 through the second three games of the series. Um, He actually only played 31 minutes in in game five before Phoenix Copley came in. He still has a career playoff save percentage of nine two of a nine twenty two, which is very funny. Um, shout out to Corposalo. Um, he had a really good start. Things fell apart at the end there, but I don't know, man. I I was rooting for him. He's still not quite there for. Um, in terms of in terms of players who are playoff performers, but he definitely I don't know I think he I think he did the best that he could, um, which is not saying much considering. I wonder if he stays with the Kings. I really do. I wonder if they they try and keep him. Um, apparently, Connor Hellebuck is available, so I'm sure the Kings have a lot of interest in him. I'll be really interested to see where Corpsalo goes this summer. Um, similarly, Gavrikov, I uh, I would love to see him back with the Kings. Um, I think he liked his time there. Uh, he had one assist in six games, was a plus five, which considering the Kings got outscored by a bajillion is pretty impressive. And it seems like he fit in well. Uh, he played over 18 minutes in every game, despite being on, I think, the second pairing um i'm just gonna double check that uh yeah his his series low was 18 22 his series high was 27 24 in that overtime game um but he was a positive or even plus minus player in every in every game so i will uh tip my cap to the two of them I'm glad they had this amount of playoff success, uh, but I am also glad that the pick is not too high um, because I think it would be fun if the Blue Jackets got a good player with that pick. 
Um, in a minute, we are going to go ahead, switch over to the CHL, talk about uh, Luca Del Balbalouz, Jordan Demay, and James Malatesta. Uh, only one of them is having uh, the success that I expected in this round. But first, I've got to tell you all about Athletic Greens, because this is a product that I use literally every day. Uh, I started taking AG1 because I was feeling tired all the time, and I was getting sick a lot. And honestly, I just kind of want to see what the hype was about. I've been taking it for over a year now, and honestly, I feel so much better. It's one delicious scoop of AG1 a day, just in a cup of water. And you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to support gut health, nervous system, immune system, uh, energy, recovery, focus, aging, just all of the things that you need to start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop and a cup of water every day. There's no need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and Five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into the CHL because I didn't pay attention to much hockey over the weekend. And so I checked the scores this morning and was like, oh, damn. Okay, so let's start with the OHL. Uh, the Sarnia Sting and Luca Del Blues are down 2 nothing to the London Knights. Sarnia has scored only two goals total in those um, games. Luca Del Blues did, in fact, score one of them um, in the, the 4-1 loss to the Knights. And then uh, he was not on the score sheet in the second game. But it's a long series. There's still plenty to go. Uh, they head back to Sarnia now, I believe. So we'll uh, we'll hope for the best. Um, like I say, I think Luca Del Balbalouz has been having a very good playoffs, and uh, you love to see it. But I would love even more if Sarnia could stop making me look silly by predicting them to be uh, the the Memorial Cup champions of the OHL. Um, but Luca Del Blues, seven goals in this playoffs so far, 12 points in 12 games. He's continuing to show up big. And uh, I'm super excited to see what he does next season. Um, I believe he's still eligible for one more year of the OHL. I do not expect to see him with the Blue Jackets next season. Um, so I would love to see what he can do with one more year of of ohl and then you know he had 40 goals this season in 66 games like i feel like he's probably got to get even better than that 87 points in 66 games um i would love to see him take a step up i would love to see him take a step up in this series specifically um because I don't know, man. I know that I've just talked about how fun sweeps are, like, last time, but I would love to see the Sting go just a little bit farther. Um, London's a really good team. London's lost one playoff game total. It, it I mean, like, Sarnia's only lost four so far, so they are still eight and four in this um, playoffs total. But 
London is currently 10 and 1. So we'll see how it goes, man. But it'll be it'll be interesting. I do think that the whoever wins this series is probably going to beat Peterborough or New Brunswick, depending on um or New Brunswick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> North Bay, excuse me, the North Bay Battalion, um, or the Peter Repeats, because I just, I don't know, that side doesn't feel as strong. So hopefully Sanya can come back. Maybe we'll have another exciting Game 7 overtime. But right now, it's not looking great for Delba Blues and the Sanya Sting. Um, let's go ahead and hop on over to the QMJHL. Uh, because again, let's let's talk about the bad and then we'll talk about the good. Uh, the Halifax Mooseheads and Jordan Demay are down two nothing to the Sherbrooke Phoenix. Uh, they lost the first game five to two with goals from uh, Jordan Demay not on the score sheet in that game, and then uh, they lost the second game three to two in overtime. Which an overtime loss I feel like sucks even more in the playoffs. Um, again, no Demay on the score sheet, which um, worries. Worry feels like the wrong, the wrong word. But uh, I am curious as to what comes next for him if he doesn't figure out a way to get involved in this series. Um, he's got 16 points in 11 games so far, so I'm not worried about his production specifically, but it feels like he's due for a big game. Um, and I should... Uh, the next game, I believe, is actually uh, tonight. Tomorrow night, excuse me. Um, they are in Sherbrooke. It's going to be a tough game, but I would not be surprised if John DeMay comes out and has like a three-point game tomorrow night against against the phoenix that's just the vibes i'm getting right now um we'll check in we'll see how correct my vibes are but right now it's not looking so good considering i had sarnia to beat the knights and halifax and quebec in the championship round for the qmjhl um but let's talk about quebec because they are the team that's succeeding right now they're up to nothing on uh the gatineau olympiques they won the first game five to two with uh, James Malatesta getting another two goals. He's on seven goals on the season, on the playoffs so far. 12 points in 10 games, continuing to kill it. Um, and then they won the second game in overtime, I believe. Yep, four to three in overtime. James Malatesta with just one assist in that game, but... Quebec might be might be the team to beat. And I mean, like, that's that's not a hot take. I don't think they were the best uh, regular season team, if I am remembering correctly. But um, it's really great to see James Maltesta succeeding, especially considering he was a fifth-round pick, I believe. Uh, I'm just going to double-check that so I don't uh, talk out my butt the entire episode. Uh, he was, yeah, fifth-round pick. Um, not last draft, but the draft before. So 133rd overall, and um, he just keeps getting better and better. Uh, 66 points in 55 regular season games, 12 points in 10 playoff games so far. I feel like I've, I've said this basically every time I've talked about him. I cannot wait for him to be on the Monsters next season. Um, he's aging out of the queue, 
And I don't think he's NHL ready yet, but I feel like he's going to be huge for the Monsters. Um, he plays at one speed, and it's top. So super, super exciting to see that. Um, overall, kind of a rough playoff recap. Um, there's only one team that's doing well here, plus, you know, shout-outs to Bobrovsky and um, Bjorkstrand over in Seattle and Florida. Um, honestly, they might be my picks to go, like, let's let's vote, let's root for a Kraken Panthers uh, Stanley Cup final, and then at least one former Blue Jacket gets a cup, because all of the other options are bad. So um, let's, let's go ahead and root for that. Um... Interested to see where Gavrikov and Corpusalo go. I They could both come back to the Blue Jackets. I don't think they will, but they definitely both could, which would be uh, extremely interesting in light of the goaltending, especially. Um, if either of them return, I would be less surprised at Corpusalo coming back, despite the fact that I, I know when they were trading Gavrikov, he basically was like, well, I don't want to talk long-term contract extensions with anyone else. Um which is very funny, but the Blue Jacks just have so many defensemen, and while I would take Abrakov back in a heartbeat, I wonder if he would be taking ice time from one of the younger players, and, you know, not stunting development necessarily, but um, it could be it could be an interesting logjam there if Gavrikov comes back. I would take Corpusala back in a heartbeat. Um, I think he and Elvis work well together when they're both on their game. And I would love to see what a fully healthy Corpusalo can do behind a more competent defense for the rest of, for a full season, essentially. Um, and I know that's, that's saying a lot is, you know, oh, can the Blue Jackets get a competent defense this season? Maybe, but we'll see how that goes. Um, my point is, I would take both of them back. I think Corpusalo is more likely, but I don't think either of them are particularly likely. Um, tomorrow... We are going to continue our um, season reviews. Let me pull up my list and see who we are talking about tomorrow. Uh, we just did Liam Foodie on Friday. So next up, we are going to be talking about uh, Josh Dunn, who played a few games and will also fold in Jake Bean as well. So, um, no, we won't because he's a, a defenseman. Josh Dunn. And Mathieu Olivier is going to be tomorrow's season reviews. We're really just going to touch on Josh Dunn because he only played a handful of games. Olivier, I have a lot to say about. Um, probably more positive than a lot of people are going to assume based on the way I talked about him all season. But um, so we'll talk about those two guys in tomorrow's episode. And uh, this has been Locked on Blue Jackets. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. I, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank the everydayers for being here, well, every day. Um, I want to thank the new people. Hopefully you become an everydayer. Um, I would love to see you guys around more. Please like, subscribe. Uh, you can listen on whichever podcast app of you, you like. We're on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see the Blue Jackets jersey that I have hanging behind me. And uh, let's honestly, I would love for you to try and guess who is on the back of this jersey, because I think it might surprise some of you, but not all of you. Um, 
So write in the comments, who do you think, who do you think is on the jersey behind me? And we'll do a, we'll do a quick reveal at the start of uh, tomorrow's episode. Thank you once again for listening. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.